Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Third Intermission Podcast. Uh, this is your boy Dave, and I'm very glad to be back after a two-month hiatus. Of course, your boy uh, needed to take a little bit of a vacation, and of course, he was kind of getting tired of uh, tired of not uh, tired of not getting lineups and not being able to go out to McDonald's. And just just sitting down to have a nice meal. The lockdown is like locking me down, locking me down mentally, and I ain't, I ain't about it no more. So, um, one that shit. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> on, on the socials at uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at Toronto Third, and you can listen to us on our OG platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And anchor because we set sail on these bitches. Anyways, let's go. Um, I got Darren in the cut. Uh, Darren, of mm-hmm. course, returning. Happy New Year! Well, uh, Happy New Year! Actually, got both uh, all y'all considering. Um, this Man, is it is way no 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 no. It is way past the time to say Happy New Year. It it. It. It's February. All right. All right. It's February. Man, it's Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Jesus. Seven years, seven weeks into the new year already, my guy. That's what I'm saying. No, man. Look, look, things, things, you know, things are moving there as as they do in this world. Things are going forward. I I actually got to witness uh Sidney Crosby's 500 goal last night. I was at I was in the arena at PPG Paints. Shout out to Sid. Shout out to all his family that was there. Shout out to uh, Malkin for getting the assists and all of that shit. But yeah, other than that, you know, things are going well. The Leafs are playing well. Penguins are playing well. Can't complain. It is what it is. We also and, got oh, and, Mon- and Montreal, and most importantly, Montreal stinks. Facts. All facts. Uh, we got our West Coast correspondent, a.k.a. the West Coast man's himself, Mr. S- Mr. Steal Your Girl, a.k.a. Avery. Avery Wagwan. Now, much. What's up? I'm doing well, you know? Staying Where's the fedora, fam? Where's the fedora? Hey. Hey, this, this show, there's no video on this show. The on, I, on audio. Yeah, but I can see you. But audience, we need the fedora. You can though, see fam. me. On but audio we need audience. the fedora, fam. <laughs> Yo, don't worry about it. This this ain't going out to the masses. If people are seeing me beyond just us, I, I put it on because you know my hair is looking real nappy right now. <laughs> the powers in your hair and the fedora, fam. Exactly. Yo, quit making yo, quit making Derrie upset, man. Derrie like yo, Derrie like only only dreams of having hair like you still. <laughs> hey, Avery, whenever you're ready to come home, come home, man. <laughs> yo, yo, my hairline's good right now, Derrie. My hairline's strong. Yo, the what? street lights are on, man. Street lights are on. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got three missed calls from mom and dad. You gotta come home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow! No, you're not. Hey, hey Jura, you can't, you can't, you can't do the the, the fedora god like that, man. Nah, you can't nah, do nah, it nah, like nah, that. Nah, nah. A, the man is a legend in these streets, man. My bad. See, that's a lot of projections. Me. You know, that's on me. My bad. I got, I got respect. OG. My bad. Yo, the street lights are coming home. That is actually that. Ultimately, <laughs> need, need to learn more trips beyond just the the boring crap. That actually would be great to trip somebody. Yo, can we start printing T-shirts? Say like, yo, street lights are on. Pass your asshole. <laughs> Hey man, the last bus is about to leave, man. Come on home. Yo, those lines would have been funny if a player said that to guys like Kevin Shattenkirk and Ryan Getzlaff. Guys who try to hold up to their hairlines in a bad way. They were trying to hold up to their hairline bad. 
like two, three years ago, and it was gone with those two. Oh, my God. <laughs> As you can also tell, we got the rookie in the cut right now. Of course, the rookie's on the two-way, but it, like, it sounds like he, he's enjoying his new promotion uh, to, the, to the main roster. So, Darye, uh, what's good? Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, just an announcement. I'm Next semester, I'm going to Arizona State. It's wild. You got really small rooms. You know, they told me <laughs> I got oh I, I to be there for three years. They say it's cool. I got I might move to Quebec City afterwards. I don't know, man. But that's what I'm telling you. You're gonna, hey, you're going you're gonna to be rooming with Phil Kessel or what, man? Trust hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. It's going to be me and 12 people. It's gonna be <laughs> Yo, you and 12 people is crazy. <laughs> That's actually a good segue into like what uh, like one of our topics for tonight. Um, of course, as you all may have heard, um, the Coyotes are moving to a five thousand seat arena at Arizona State. Um, hold on, course, hold on, hold on! But you can't forget Marshall, man. Yo, he didn't introduce Marshall. Yo, this man jumping right in. Yo, oh jeez, oh, Marshall's absolutely. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. Wow, Dave, we're gonna mute. Is it just because I don't have my camera on, Dave? Is that what it is? Well, like, yo, I Dave immediately. Yo, Mute Dave immediately. I'll take it over. All right. <laughs> Last but definitely not least. Tell him, Marsha, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. Um, now that you've taken over and um, introduced me, thank oh you so much. Gosh, dude, for remembering my. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm so I'm joking. sorry. I'm joking. To be genuinely <laughs> fair, to be genuinely fair, I honestly thought it was the four of us. So it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I made a surprise appearance. Don't worry. That's it. Yo, oh, we got black girl- magic in Yo. the building tonight. Let's go. Made our girl healthy <laughs> scratch. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. Cool. Watching from the sidelines, supporting you all. Uh, love all the work <laughs> that you're doing. I will jump in when I can. Um, no. Stop, stop this. Stop this. Stop this. You're just a vital part, uh, part of us as, as, as you believe you are. So don't worry. Don't worry. Thank All you, right, so we got a solid five piece tonight. Um, of course, we got a blessed starting lineup. The only thing we're missing is a goaltender, but you know what? We keep moving. You know, it's an empty net situation, and we're we're, we're shorthanded. So, you know, we we move forward. We move forward. Anyways, um, speaking of shorthanded situations, uh, like I was previously saying, uh, the Coyotes are moving to a five thousand seats um, arena next season. Um, of course, with uh, with talks breaking down, or with talks breaking down with uh, talks, Mr. Farina, and, and or sorry, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Um, with talks breaking down with the arena in Glendale, uh, Coyotes are basically being booted out and kicked to the curb. So they've managed to find themselves a replacement, a very small replacement, basically making this making this NHL NHL franchise basically look like an AHL franchise um, on a on a major level. Not even an AHL. Okay, maybe like a, a like not even a minor like a minor hockey league team at this point. Yeah, that's in a Marley's bro. True. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? Because like this is this is some eye open. This is an eye opening situation, and this is also one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in professional sports. You know what, Dave? I've talked to people in Arizona. I've talked. I love a lot of friends who are locals in Phoenix, and they like it because here's the thing. You're going from Glendale to Tempe. If you live in Phoenix proper, mm-hmm. driving to Glendale is a 45-minute drive to a game. The locals hated the one they when they moved out of America West Arena when it was then known as. Because people go to Glendale for football. 
There's eight, nine games a year for football. I'm going to go out to Glendale 40 times a year to watch hockey games. It's, it's harder it's harder on, on the cost. It's tough for time. I'm doing it during a weeknight. It's impossible. So if you're alone downtown Phoenix, you go to Tempe, it's only about a 15-minute drive. So it's a lot closer for them. But the locals feel that this will be an environment in which it'll get rowdy. Like, yes, tickets will go up, absolutely, because you have to make up for the fact you're going to have less than eight, six, 6,000 people in the arena. But in terms of atmosphere, it might be the loudest bar in all hockey. Yeah, right. Listen, man, this is an embarrassment to the league, to the sport, to professional sports, to my mom, my dad, to Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> this is an embarrassment. The league needs to move that damn team. So I don't know what I don't know what the problem. Is. Just move the damn team. It's uh, it. How do you go from seventeen thousand to a five thousand seat, or how big is it? Is it five thousand, six thousand? Uh, right now, it'll be five thousand. But they gotta, they have to make, they have to make it that NHL five. Wait, what's that noise in the background? Dave, I don't know. Dave, Dave's echoing, so he's got to move. There's an echo one. Oh my oh. god! There we go. So yeah. So as I was saying, like, it, it's 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 embarrassing, and I yeah. think the NHL. It's okay, Gary Bettman. Like, yeah, like you tried a thing, and it didn't work out. You move the team from Winnipeg to Phoenix to Glendale to Tempe, <laughs> and it's not working. It's fine. Just move the team. Move the team to Houston. Houston's a big ass city that I think would love to get a hockey team, and that would create a natural rivalry with with Dallas. You know what I mean? Um, move the team to Quebec, but just move the damn team out of Quebec. Is Arizona. Not gonna happen. I know Quebec's not gonna happen, but I'm saying <laughs> move it out of Arizona is what I'm saying. It's not working. And this is an embarrassment. It's like it's two. It's two things, right? Like one, they say five thousand. Are we sure five thousand people are going to show up every game? Like we're assuming that's going to sell out every single game. Five thousand people. I have no reason to believe that's actually going to be the case. Like five, we have no evidence to suggest that they're going to show up five thousand deep every single game. Second, yo, this is such a joke. Like literally, no. When the Chargers moved to LA they posted up for a minute they were at the soccer stadium which was kind of a joke it was like maybe 20 that was like 20,000 capacity stadium and every game was a road game even at home but at least they had a guaranteed stadium about to show up they were going to move an attendant it was like a two-year thing they're like all right cool we'll make it work we have no idea if there's going to be an arena after these three years we have no evidence that there's actually going to be a deal done we're just assuming that in the span of these three years, the arena situation is going to happen. Could you imagine if the NBA was like, damn, we got to move this team. Let's put it at Centennial College. Just post up there for a minute. That would never happen. No other league would do some nonsense like this to be like, all right, we're just going to go to a yeah. nearby local facility and just be like, move, move, move the Raptors to Scarborough. We're going to play in UFT <laughs> Scarborough <laughs> camp. It's, like, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. That would never happen. Bro, but that's, you know, so much of this, this is like, so much about this league is like, Nobody else would do this. Why do y'all move like this? Why? <laughs> Why? We're, they're trying to tell us, like, yo, it's actually a better thing for them to move to a 5,000-person arena. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you tell yourself a lie enough times, you start to believe it. Facts. And it, 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 the NHL, look, we all know the NHL's had um, issues with with uh, expanding the game and growing the game and, and, and the league and all that stuff. But I don't think this is the way to do it, honestly, because they're they're in real trouble of, uh, you know, the big four sports, obviously, big f- sports leagues, sorry, are, are MLB, NHL, 
uh, NBA and NFL with the NFL being at top, obviously, but uh, with, with the NHL is at a real danger of losing out to the uh, MLS. Right. And the MLB is on the same, same boat, but this is, this is bad. I don't, I, I don't see any positives in this situation because if they can't sell out a 5,000 seat arena, there's no reason for this team to exist. Not on a professional level. If they can get relegated, they should get relegated. I openly agree. And, like, I feel like, you know what? Instead of moving the um, team to Quebec City, move it to Cleveland. Like, put, put another team in Ohio. Or put all another right, team all in right, All right, man. You said Cleveland. I don't know about, I don't know about all that. I don't know about Cleveland. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'd rather do – I think I think, I think think Houston. I think Houston would be good. I think the Bay Area might be good, although they already have San Jose. I think uh, Quebec would be good. That's never going to happen, but – yeah, I don't, about, I don't know about Cleveland. Mm. Well, to be Cleveland, fair, I mean, like, yo, like, hold on, like, if you look at the Cleveland, Mo- if you look at the Cleveland Monster, Cleveland Monsters franchise, like, obviously they've been selling out for a good while. They've they've had a couple, they've had a couple deep runs. It's like maybe, maybe it's nice to actually have, say, another team within, like, say the like the actual within the Great Lakes area, right? Could create, uh, say, another. Or it could generate like a good, or like a good, another another decent rivalry, especially in the area. Of course, like um, as we all know in basketball, like say anything going going up towards like say the 401, which would be on our end, and then going down I-95, of course towards like say Detroit area, uh, and then of course then you have Cleveland, then you also have the Knicks as well. You also have <clears throat> you also have Brooklyn as well. Um, of course, obviously it's two different spectrums, but you you, you know what I mean. Um, but like you still have you still have that regional rivalry where like say some teams will like hate each other and some cities will hate each other and it's like it'll generate good business. So why not have why not have like a second team in Cleveland? You know what I mean? Sorry, second and team in Ohio. Like put know, them in I, 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 as much as it pains me to say this, I would rather they put a second team in Toronto than putting a team in Cleveland. Like dog, you're preaching to the choir here when it comes to Ontario <laughs> because it's like. It, it, but, t- like, but Toronto could support another team. Like the population is there. It's over six point five million people in the GTA. Um, I know the Leafs would never allow it, but of course, that, that's that's a viable option. Just well, get the team out of Arizona. That's all I care about. For real, like honestly, Kansas City or Kansas City definitely deserves another shot. Um, hell, uh, like like you said, Houston would definitely deserves another shot. Um. If we ever see Quebec City again, like it'll probably not be in this lifetime, but you never know. So anything can anything can happen. I think Quebec City is at until the Canadian dollar jumps up again, the league has no motivation to put a team in Canada with the dollar being low right now and revenue in that sense. I don't blame them. Right now, from what I know, the expansion train or relocation train really goes Houston, Kansas City, and probably Milwaukee or Portland. I feel like Portland would thrive better as a hockey market than fucking Milwaukee because, like, yo, Milwaukee's trash, okay? Look at the Bucks. <laughs> I said look at the Bucks. The reigning champion Bucks. I said what Mar- I said, okay? Marsha, Marsha, what's your take on this Arizona situation? What was, your, what was your take on the Arizona situation now that they're moving oh. back to a, high sc- to a high school gym? I'm so sorry. Um, to that point, I saw the Barracudas, the San Jose Barracudas, like yeah, I did see TV. that. Yeah, that was hilarious. But like five thousand, pe- the Marlies play in a bigger arena than that. 
and you and you want it, how is Arizona okay with that? They're like, oh, it's something, it's fine. But to say that like Phoenix is like, hell no, nah, I don't want you playing in my arena. To say that in in Glendale, they're like, mm, you're not really doing it for us. I'm so sorry. Like, move the team. <laughs> move the team. Because at this point, like, okay, yeah, um, Austin Matthews wouldn't be a hockey player if it weren't for the Arizona Coyotes or, like, this and that. And they have, like, some decent people. And no, they don't have the support that they need from all levels, be it, like, their government, be it, like, the fans, be it the organization itself. There's no self-respect there if you're going to be like, yeah, let's play in a 5,000-seat arena. Are you even going to be able to sell it out? And that's that's the thing. Like, I'm with Avery on one thing where it's like, I'm sure it'll be a good time because with 5,000 seats, there's literally no bad seat. Like, every seat's going to be blessed. But we don't we don't have to lie because that's the thing. I'm like, the smallest arena right now, I think, is, is Winnipeg at like 15,000. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're going to go to an arena that's a third of the size of the smallest arena we currently have, and we're just going to let it rock. Like, for three years, fam. For three it's not years. even like temporary. Then, three years. They were talking about like the revenue breakdown because it's, it's Arizona State. So it's like advertising, the board advertising, I don't think that goes to the Coyotes. Parking doesn't go to the Coyotes. Like, <laughs> you, how are you splitting rev- Like, the only revenue you're getting is from what? From advertising and from like, other generated like, revenue streams. And like, you don't even like get ticket that. sales, ticket sales, jersey, merchandise sales. They're like, we're gonna have some press boxes. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna have two. <laughs> you're gonna have two like skyline boxes. Like we don't, ha- and that's the thing. But we don't have to lie about it. Like this is mm-hmm. clearly like a yo. All right, we've got literally no. The only reason this is happening is because someone decided we need to stay here under any circumstance possible. And the first like semi-legitimate way we can stay. We're going to stay. And they found Arizona State that was like, yo, we get all these avenue ad revenue. We get this extra parking revenue. We get 81 home games and we get that kind of money. Why would we not say yes to this? And that's what Arizona State's saying yes. And the league's like, all right, we can just say we kept the team here for three years. And it's just, it's inshallah. It's like, yo, in the next three years, maybe an arena is built, what, in Tempe? Because in Tempe, yeah. What are we doing here, man? <laughs> like, now, well, I need to play devil's advocate in this situation. Like, from a positive perspective, like this could be Arizona's chance to actually generate some actual generate some actual noise with fans, right? Obviously, with the whole, but they, with, but they suck too. That's that. No, I know. Here's, 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 here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying, right? Like, obviously, just bottom out for the rest of this year. Get yourself a decent draft pick, like like just bottom out for the rest of the season. Have someone like have a have a, like a decent player, have a decent player through the draft, draft well, you know. Start generating some noise and start generating some noise with like the the rinky dink five thousand dollar or five thousand seat fucking arena you're getting at Arizona State. Then start start building, start building yourself back up. I guess it's the only way that they can do this, right? Because like obviously this is this is make or break for them. Like in some cases, it's like either you rise or you fall. Like me personally, me personally, I want to see Arizona fall flat on their face. But like, I'd love to be proven wrong. So to the point about drafting, though, Arizona isn't a race for someone like a Shane Wright, a Matthew Savoy, or Connor Geeky, uh, Jack Hughes. Like these are guys who uh, Jimmy Stuggerud. These are all guys who could be a part of that rebuild and get Arizona back on track. Because Bill Armstrong 
is turn that team down quite well to be good in two to three years. So yeah, we'll see what happens if you do get a top prospect to help that team back up. I'll say as much. If if the Arena and Tempe does fall through, the actual permanent plan, if that does fall through, then yeah, this team is in deep fried doo-doo if that does fall through. But you know what? If no, they're in deep fried doo-doo right now, they're moving <laughs> to in a university. What are we talking about? We're, we're talking like this situation has been resolved and they found a solution to fix all the problems. They are forced to move to a university's capacity stadium or arena of 5,000 people. If I'm a player, if I'm a free agent, why on earth am I going to now be at a facility that has maybe half a gym that I got to share with second year psych students? Like, what, like, are, we talking, like, what right? are we talking like, about? Like, this I, is the thing. Like, th- like, this whole solution, it's like looking at, the, looking at this way. It's like you have a giant ass aquarium with a big ass motherfucking shark and some other, some other water, water like predators in the fucking water, right? The second that thing breaks, one of them will come latch on you and you're fucking dead. The only way you fix it, and this is the NHL's way of fixing the situation, is putting duct tape on the situation. You want to know what that duct tape is? Sending them to Arizona State for 5, 000, with 5,000 pounds. Yo, my, like, my thing is just like, just because Gary's telling me this is a solution doesn't mean it's a, like, I don't have to believe you because I can see <laughs> with my eyes. Though. No, his, his thing, and I, I honestly, this is like one of these things where I'm just like, there must you must have a reason that you're just not telling us because I can't like why are you so invested in this market particular teams move all the time literally nobody's going to be like damn you failed because you couldn't make Arizona work as an NHL market there's any other league or any other owner if I'm an owner of another team I got to watch this team move to an arena of 5,000 people and they get to get revenue sharing. So they're not even spending money. So they're going to get a Mm. nice fat check as well on top of that. So Mm. I don't understand. Like I got so many jokes for this because it's so hilarious, (laughs) but give us one, give us at least one. Oh, geez. Is is anything like, is anything funnier than Phil Kessel going for his like 9 a.m. workout and he can't get a bench. Because homeboy in third year kinesiology has the rack right now. Like, what do we talk? Like, this is so ridiculous. Like, I like <laughs> now that that imagery is very funny though. You have Kessel going in for a lift, and you know, he's like, like at nine like, a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah not even a lift, man. Man's going for a nine a.m. hot dog. Dog, but it's like, oh, okay, Steve, okay, Dark okay. Simmons. <laughs> Dark Simmons, that's amazing. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> so wild. No, I'm just like, this is hilarious, but it's also just like so ridiculous. And Arizona State is only saying yes because they have such a one-sided deal. Like, why would they like why would they say no to this? They're like, yo, this is three years of a huge revenue stream. You're stupid, but we're not gonna block our own blessings. Exactly. Well, let's see what happens in this situation and whether or not it'll be, if it'll be like a complete circus or if it'll be a blessing in disguise, we'll see. But obviously clock starts as of September 1st, September 1st of this year for Arizona. Let's see how it plays out. Um, Of course, Team Canada's men's hockey team played in the the Olympic quarterfinal today against Sweden and Sweden kind of basically played uh, an extremely masterful game, made Canada look like basically look like a like GTHL team this morning. And as, as, as an end result, Canada has lost 2 nothing 
to the Swedes. They're going home basically empty-handed. This is the second time within the last 16 years, or sorry, within the last, yes, 16 years, that Canada has come home empty-handed. Um, of course, Canada basically got cuffed, uh, again, cuffed in the quarterfinals um, in Torino. Of course, Sweden ended up winning, and Sweden ended up winning that tournament as well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, what's your thoughts on that? Um, of course, my personal opinion is that, like, obviously Canada did not come out to play at all this tournament. Um, it looked like there was bad team selection going forward, but then again, I could be wrong. Um, uh, there's a general consensus that like Claude Julien was not the guy going forward because like, say it, it looked like a very, very, uh, it looked like a very like tough situation for him to just even be there or if not awkward. And the fact that like, say a team that's like ranked, I don't know, say like 73rd in the world in, in men's hockey, like literally having you on your heels during the qualification game. And they're playing in their own backyard. Like that kind of screams, that kind of screams alarm bells left, right, and center in that situation. But what do you guys think? I genuinely just think that they heard no NHLers and they looked at it as if, okay, let's pick up the scraps instead of building an actual cohesive team that could work because there's so many good Canadian male hockey players because the women's team we don't even have to get into that they're killing it but speaking of which uh canada and the united states uh they play for yeah they play at 11 p.m eastern um obviously by the time of this recording hopefully they've won they've won gold and if not then uh the united states but um (laughs) sorry to cut you off marcia no that's okay important information but yeah, um, instead of building an actual cohesive team that'll work based off of the skill sets of everyone that they have available, um, they've looked at it as, oh no, we can't get Sidney Crosby, we can't get Connor McDavid, we can't get Mitch Marner, hmm, what are we going to do? Like, no, um, Canada in hockey is better than this, and it's not all about the people that you can't have you need to focus on winning and solidifying Canada's name in this sport um because what the last the last time we did anything good with Sochi um that's true I mean we didn't have we didn't have a decent core in Pyeongchang four years ago but we got a bronze medal like we were like what maybe seconds away from tying it against the Germans and the Germans had like just pulled out a surprise, surprise silver against the Russians. And of course, everyone was looking at it like, well, what the hell? Like we thought Canada would be strong enough to retain its gold medal. And look what ended up happening with the, with the men's program and the national program as a whole. I feel like it's time to get some fresh new blood in there, but like, obviously the, the old boys club in international hockey, of course, with the double IHF office being nothing but purely white people, we're not going to see that change anytime soon. But you never know. Avery, what do you think about this situation? Uh, this is a team in which, well, first of all, when it came to goaltending, the best goaltender that should have been playing was Devon Levi, someone who has been killing it at Northeastern this year. I know he's only 20 years old, but age should not have been a factor. I know he had Matt Topkins, uh, Eddie Pasquale, but Levi was by far among the three goaltenders who went to the Team Canada's camp and played. Best netminder. He's played 24 games for Northeastern. He's got a goal against average of 
a 9.48 save percentage. They should let this kid rock, let him roll in the tournament here. And today's game against Sweden, uh, you know what? What can you do? That was a shot, the Lucas Walmart game-winning goal. Deflected shot off of Tyler Wurlespoon's stick. And this is the thing that goaltenders hate is when a stick is in front of a shot because deflections change so much. And goaltenders track the puck off the way of a shot, not off a deflection. So when you saw the replay, people might have watched and go and say, oh, how did that get past Tompkins? Where does Spoon stick the flex it? Unfortunate situation. But yeah, now this was a team that I thought could have at least won a bronze medal. You did have guys like Eric O'Dell, Eric Stahl. You did have actual good veteran leadership on this roster, the guys who are playing Europe and free agents. But it's disappointing to see. And actually, I'll, I'll say this much. As much as I do, I do have my... Um, the management core was Doug Armstrong, Roberto Luongo, but I agree though that we should be mixing up our management cores because we are seeing all the same names who've been around for a very long time. And you can't tell me there's not fresher blood in hockey who can run a hockey team. We know this to be true. I mean, and the same thing for USA hockey. USA hockey, like we saw their, we saw their chaos in terms of who is going to lead your team. First is going to be Stan Bowman. Eh, that didn't happen. There's going to be Bill Guerin. Eh. Who next? John Van Racist. Like, come on. Can USA Hockey not find a GM who isn't problematic? Oh, my gosh. This man said John Van Racist. Let's hear what you think. That's such a wild thing to say, but it's so funny. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> no, until yeah. You, yeah, like, until you apologize to Trevor Daly to his face, I'm going to keep calling him that. <laughs> no, big facts. I mean, big, big facts. Yo. So, like, this whole... I only have but so much like criticism and frustrations about like if if NHLers were allowed to go to this Olympics, the guys that are on this team, like how many teams would you have to build before these guys get named to that team? So like I think part of it is just like I can only have but so much frustration or animosity or anger to these guys. Like they they are in such a tough situation between the kind of the extreme lockdown Olympic settings where all the athletes have been talking about how rough it's been, how they're pretty much like it's Olympics in name only, the time difference, not being able to have like a whole support of crowds and families and all that other stuff. The fact that they were told what, how many weeks before the actual Olympics that they're going to be on this team? What, like five weeks? If that? They may yeah, have that. Yeah, so like also the world, we've talked about this like for the last four or three Olympic cycles, the world is getting better and better hockey across the world. It's getting to the point where even if Canada sends their best on best, that's not a guarantee of anything. So the fact that we were expecting any, any better for a group of guys, that's like a really fun story. And they have a story for the rest of their lives that they can call themselves Olympic athletes. That is absolutely amazing. It's like, yeah, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. It's like, we don't win the Spangler Cup every year. Like it's, there are guys that play professionally around the world and they play in leagues that are like not totally uncomparable to the AHL at some levels. I will tell you straight up, the Spangler Cup is like one of the one of the most deep deep ass tournaments in 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 all of professional hockey. Like I don't care, I don't care what you think it is. Like like I have seen I've seen games where like literally Swiss, like HC Davos is like one of the most dangerous teams the dangerous teams in the world. Yeah, um, they like they have a team USA contingent that got invited to the tournament a couple of years back. Um, there was like Swedish teams. There's a Finnish team as well. Like that that tournament is fucking deep. And it's like, and I mean, like 
to, to illustrates like the quality of hockey that's being played around the world, especially in Europe. It's or specifically in Europe. Like I, like let me tell you straight: the fact that Jamaica has a hockey team right now, and they're actually like building towards like say, they're building towards like say uh, like an Olympic run within like what the next say four to eight years. That says something, right? The fact that China had Canada on its heels, and like most of the Chinese players are Chinese-born Canadians or Chinese-born American. But still, they they put up a solid fight. They put up a solid fight during um during the qualification game, and it goes to show that like you know China has something to hang their hat on. They play some of the world's best superpowers, and yet they like it, even though they like they didn't win a single game, like they have something to build off of. And it's only a matter of time before we start seeing like say more more Chinese-born players into the NHL as well. I mean, I could be wrong, but like it's something that could genuinely happen. Like, I mean, if Team Jamaica like qualifies for the Olympics, say in Milan, Milan Cortino in 2026, like that could be a huge influx of Caribbean players. If Team Kenya like continues on the path where like where it's like say, you know, they can have a decent hockey program in Africa, right? Like who knows what could happen there? Like, it's only a matter of time. And like you said, the world is starting to get better. Like Japanese hockey team and the Chinese, or sorry, Japanese and Chinese women's hockey team, they're starting to get better. They're starting to get better too. Like they were getting slapped like what? 11 nothing, 18 nothing. So like seven to one. Like, it, it, like it, it, it's been ugly at one point or another, but like they're starting to get wins now. And some of the European nations are starting to notice like, okay, shit, we have to get her, we have to step our game up. But at the same time, it's like, is it just a sign of the world getting better? Or is it just a sign of like two of the biggest hockey power or two of the biggest hockey powers of the world just not giving a shit? And that's something we also have to take in as a factor as well. See a bit of column A and a bit of column B, because I remember growing up years ago, um, nations like Kazakhstan, Switzerland, Austria, Germany, they were the bottom feeders. They were the team that constantly got slapped up every single world championships, every single Olympic games. You fast, you fast forward 20 years, world championships, Switzerland was playing the gold medal game. Like the Swiss hockey has taken a huge jump up from the past 20 years. Germany mm-hmm. too, Slovenia too, heck, even Italy, Hungary. Great, Great Britain has a prospect, Liam Kirk, playing for the Tucson Roadrunners right now. Liam Kirk might be the first British trained Cheller, and he's a yeah. Like I mean, that's even more surprising in itself. Obviously, Daryl, Darren, you know, um, you know, you, like you've spoken to Cyril one at one point or another. Like, like, have you have you heard anything like in, in regards to development on, on Jamaica's hockey program? Uh, not lately. I know him and I used to talk uh, more frequently about, like, specifically about Jamaica's hockey program. Mm-hmm. And I know he he uh, was recruiting a lot of players uh, that were interested in playing and most of them were Canadian born of Jamaican descent and all those things. And I actually know a few of them, like one of my coworkers uh, with the Penguins uh, is actually a former player on the Jamaican national team. But having said that, I haven't spoken to Cyril lately, but uh, him and I used to speak more frequently about it. And he has a lot of interesting things to say. And it seems like things are going in the right direction as far as development. And they're trying to, I remember one of the things he said that they wanted to get a actual hockey rink built on the island. I don't know how he's going to do that, but you know, more power to him. 
anything, any, anything, anything Jamaica related, you know, I'm for it. So I hope, I hope he, uh, I hope he succeeds and the whole organization succeeds and they get the uh, support they need from uh, the Jamaican government. Yo, yo, Jamaican goal celebration should be Willie Bonds. <laughs> Dave, you're hilarious, man. You know what's funny? You know what's funny on on um, on Zone Time on Yahoo. We talked about the idea of World Cup of Hockey having a Team West Indies in 2024. We were we were pretty serious about that. Like, uh, how did Team West Indies? Hey, I, I I saw the Twitter that I saw the Twitter that jersey that was fired. That jersey was fire, man. Yeah, I never forget Mighty Ducks too. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yo, no, that, no, that, that would be dope. They had a West Indies uh, hockey team. Yo, I feel like it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I need, there's. I need that. I mean, there is enough players and staff around the NHL who have West Indian descent. You can build an actual decent team for local hockey. <laughs> you know, I might, I might just have to convert to West Indies just for this. Like, I might have to. Like, <laughs> you know, naturalized. I, I think I have descent in me, so like, yo, I could probably like, probably switch my citizenship still. Or even get no, you don't have to switch. Just get dual citizenship, fam. You can get your your mom's uh, uh Saint Lucian. So just well, like know, yo, yo, two, you can two apply two for that easily. Like, I don't know if I could qualify for Saint Lucia or qualify for Great Britain. Still, you do both. Well, it's fine. Also, you try test citizenship. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, you do something for me though. Can you like yeah. expedite the process for me? Or I mean, you might have you might have to get married. You might have to get married, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know, hey, I know some. I know some. Uh, some of the islands in the Caribbean they do um, citizenship by investment. So you got a hundred grand, you're in. <laughs> Damn! Oh my oh god. god, that's insane! Yo. All right, you know, let me let me let me, let me racks, stack up. Let me stack up real quick. I got you. Yeah, shout out Sweden one time. They're playing the Rock next week or this week, right? Yeah. All right, shout out to The Rock one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we want to mention um, in the international game? Do you want to touch on Rosie DeMano's ridiculous article on how women's hockey isn't developing? And how, Yo, why is always Canada, U.S.? Why does she still have the why, 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 would you, why, would you cuss, why would you cuss out a hockey program that was basically the same as the men's program back in, like, the early 1900s? Like, she needs to sit the fuck down and just shut up in that situation. Like I'm normally for women, women, women in any like any sports, any sports position. However, however, what I will say is this: she was completely off fucking base with that. She was completely off base with that because it's like, how are you going to shit on basically two countries that are that have a developed hockey program and everyone's still trying to catch up and everyone's starting to get better? Why would you shit on that same program when it's like it's still in its infancy stages? Like, you don't knock down something that's trying to better itself just because you you want you want click you want click you want clicks and views and you basically want notoriety. Like, homegirl, like you had your notoriety for like the last 20 years. Let somebody else be a fucking editor for a change. The thing she's been she's been having the same opinion for the last 20 years, hoping that's, that it will stick yeah. with some people. And she's getting the clicks and she's getting so, like rightfully so there's a whole bunch of people who are against it and she got that on twitter but like at the star what are you doing keeping this person on your staff how is that going to help you be 
the progressive paper that you want to be if you're going to have someone with such a terrible opinion and who's had such a terrible opinion for so long there are so many people in this city that will write hockey that will write women's hockey be rid of her for real marsha i feel like you should be writing for women's hockey right now i will try (laughs) i'll try it (laughs) like Like, i didn't mean to go off but like obviously rosie demano is like has been writing for the a number of years and she was she was so wrong because she said, oh, it's only ever been USC Canada. I guess she wasn't watching 2006 when it was Sweden Canada in the gold medal game. Exactly. I guess she, yeah, like, I guess she didn't, I guess she didn't watch the USA Czech Republic where the, U, where the Czech Republic led that game at first, got the first goal of the game. Like, she is not, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Other nations are developing their wins programs. And yes, it's, it's taking time. There are elite players coming out of Russia. Finland, other nations. So for her to preach that ignorant garbage was just like, how does that fly? How does that hit? How does the editor let that go? It's an outdated, she's a dinosaur. How does how does she still get the right to publish that kind of garbage? I, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad she got dragged by Shannon Zavros, who I've known for years. I'm glad Shannon dragged her in the timeline because that was some BS. It really is. And like, honestly, that's some Toronto star, or, or sorry, that's some Toronto sun bullshit. Like for real, like yo, we all know Toronto's the, the Toronto Sun is basically toilet paper or like printed toilet paper. That's all it is. <laughs> yo, man, like somebody things, else go yeah. off before I start Hold cussing, on. please. Yo, two things. One, I ain't gonna trip on this because like I know her movies. Like she's a columnist in Toronto for a minute. We know how she gets down. I ain't tri- I ain't tripping over this because I'm like I saw it's one of those articles where you're like, oh, who, which columnist wrote this? Oh, bet. Okay, cool. I know what time it is. I ain't got to read this. We know her movies. Also, two, you know, it's such loser behavior. Like, in America, when, when they were dominating baseball in the Olympics, they were never like, yo, remove baseball. They were like, no, we will take this gold medal and we will dominate until you tell us not to. I can't, you know how much of a, like, loser mentality it is to be like, yo, we're dominating this sport. Please take it away from us. Like, no other country, like, you don't see Norway being like, we, we can do less alpine skiing. <laughs> right? Right? No one, Same with Austria or Switzerland. Yo, Russia's not like, yo, we could do less, you know, gymnastics. Right. You know, like China's not like, yo, let's do some less figures. No other country does this nonsense. Why are we, what is this like pathetic behavior? I thought we were like, yo, get your money up. Now you're funny up. Get better <laughs> players. And like, let's, let's see. Exactly. Like, pull up. Like, I want to hear folks <laughs> I wasn't here folks crying about basketball in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, right? no one's like, like, no other country's like, you know what? There's a sport that we're really good at. Probably take it out of the Olympics. Literally no other country does that. Except us. We're like, there's this thing that our women are so good at. There's this thing that we have the best in the world at this thing. You know what we should have? Less of that. Like, it's, it's also, like, again, so many smarter people than myself have talked about this. It's just like, it is so demeaning and disrespectful to the women's hockey in this country and on the continent that you are trying to block these blessings of their incredible talent at this international stage that's a platform for the sport that you're trying to grow and it's like hey you know we should need we should do we don't need this gold medal we don't need excellence we want mediocrity let's Let's delete the sport. It's just, it's just funny. Like no one else does this but us. I mean, I, I guess it's, I guess it's like the Western view of things. It's like, 
It's like, oh, we're good at it. Let's just shit on it until like it becomes mainstream to shit on something and then make it cool, right? That's kind of it was not like the Western that- thing. It's just like literally, it's just Canada with women's hockey. Like it's such a like it's such a specific niche thing with us that other countries don't do, and it's so bizarre to me. Like I never understood it. Like if it was one thing to be like, okay, we need to build a capacity in other places, it's another to be like. We don't even want to grow the game in other places. We would rather just delete the game entirely. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense whatsoever. And it's, it's the antithesis of everything you're trying to do. It's also such a disrespect and slap in the face to the best women in the world in this game. Facts. For real. It, it, it's, fr- it's frustrating because it's like women's hockey is still trying to thrive in the space that it's in right now especially with the the premier hockey federation like the fact that there's only like what maybe five maybe six teams in in the phf right now and like they're still trying to expand and like literally get owners like literally get investors and and say like just to be able to like build a fan base and like just keep women's hockey alive especially in north america it's it's frustrating because it's like with articles like rosie's for example it just basically not only like like Daria said, it not only just slaps uh, slaps everyone in the face when it comes to when it comes to building women's hockey as a whole, right? It also diminishes like say any any opportunity of progress or or growth or say any like any interest in the game because it'll just basically say you know what like oh Canadian women are dominating the sport maybe I should just not give a fuck anymore. It's like no, that's not how it should work in this situation. That's never how it should work in this situation. It, it, it's it's not it's not it's not beneficial. It's not beneficial for say sports writers like this to literally come go, come out of the woodwork, get your fifteen minutes of fame, and bash the one thing that like bash one of the things that the Canadian women are good at. Like Canadian women are are, are good at, are are good athletically. Um, they're good at track. They're good at uh, they're good at soccer. They're great at fucking soccer. Excuse me. Um, they're great at basketball. They're great at a number of sports. Of course hockey is our national pastime if they're going to dominate that shit they're going to dominate that shit if you're frustrated that this, it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again maybe you need to really reevaluate reevaluate uh reevaluate your career just say but i digress here i mean i could be off base on this but you know what i'm in a cure like like I, I love women's hockey more than anything and like obviously i'm going to defend it to the day i die like if i could ever get a chance to go to a toronto six game um, I would definitely love to go hint hint. Um, anyways, do it. <laughs> of course, oh, uh, we best got jerseys in the, best jerseys in the game right now. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. The 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 black ro- the black the black Rosie, uh, by Joe, for the Metropolitan Riveters, um, is a fire jersey. They I think they only had it for that one night, but they're doing like donations and stuff go check that out on twitter it's a sick ass jersey uh metropolitan river tears if you're if you're listening um i take a double xl or a 54 um i don't know what size avery takes maybe a medium um Darier probably takes a large marsha you probably take a medium as well um i don't know what darren takes oh, but, <laughs> but like yo so i got some our way like obviously we love those jerseys that uh, we would like one ourselves uh, we didn't try to pay though, so uh, the Metropolitan River t- uh, River Tears. Oh, that's clean. I just saw. Ooh, right. I need two right. of them. Two Yo, of her. Like there, there was a there was a very thought provoking question I received in regards to this. It's like, like obviously we know that Rosie the Riveteer happens to be happens to be a white woman, 
Mm-hmm. And the question that was posed to me was like, why are we taking, well, why are we taking a white symbol in that situation and just putting it black for just, just to, just for black history month, you know, like that's obviously, that's obviously a very thought provoking question that I don't have an answer for, but of course that's something that, that's something that does, that does raise a, a couple of questions with this jersey. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love it. And like, I love it. And I honestly, I will wear it till the day I die. As, as soon as I can get an XL or a double XL from the Metropolitan team. But um, it's still it's still a question worth asking, is it not? I mean, it's definitely a, qu- a question worth asking. Uh, I, I, I personally have a unrelated follow-up question, which is, is that Kente cloth on the jersey? Is that like the green trim? I need someone to confirm whether or not that's Kente cloth because I need to know ASAP. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Sorry, my bad, Dave. My bad to derail. No, like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Like, I mean, it kind of just adds a little lightheartedness to the situation, but. No, uh, I, but I hear you. I hear you. I think there's a conversation to be had about that. Um, and I think it, it does require you to do a little bit of thought and just kind of get to the answer you want to get to. I mean, I will, I will add that thankfully the design is by a Black artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is like really important to note. It's not like a white person was like, "Yeah, let's just make this white person black." So oh, like no, that, that that wasn't what I was leading towards. No, 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 no. But like, I'm I'm sure. I I feel like I've seen there was an explanation that I saw like a while back when Joe made the stickers initially. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll see if I can find that and and circle back. Like and once you find that, like please uh, post that to or post that to our Twitter. Um, simple plug: uh, follow us on at Toronto Third on Twitter. Um, but that is something that is something that we do need to discuss here. Um, of course, with this being Black History Month, obviously we want to be able to highlight some things that are going on right. Highlight some things that are going on right now, especially with Black History. Of course, um, historically speaking, right now. Uh, we have another black athlete who uh, who will be uh, contending for another Olympic medal in women's hockey, and that's Sarah Nurse. Um, of course, we're going to plug this again. Uh, Canada will take on the United States for Olympic gold in Beijing, China, in about say less than an hour and a half time, uh, less than an hour and fifteen minutes. Excuse me. So uh, hopefully, Canada will have say its fifth gold medal within the last six or seven years um, at the Olympics. So fingers crossed to them and good luck, ladies. Uh, of course, Willie O'Ree had his jersey retired by the Boston Bruins back in January. That was a very poignant and very significant moment, especially for all of us here at Toronto Third, because without him, like of course, we wouldn't even have the opportunity to even be able to go into hockey spaces, let alone enjoy like enjoy the game for what it is and i feel like his contributions to breaking the color barrier is extremely significant it, and not only for not only for, for like for the sport of hockey and for the culture of hockey but also for just professional sport in general of course jackie robinson broke the color barrier in baseball becoming the first first black man ever to like literally literally play in a professional league um, of course, he had the N word thrown at him a bunch of times, and I'm probably sure if it were me, I probably would have like swung at least one or two, two hundred, uh, two hundred bats, and probably broken a good few of them. But honestly, Jackie, Jackie sounds like a very strong, uh, sounds like a much stronger man than I will ever be. 
So that's obviously something completely different, of course. Like so many, so many strides have been made by black athletes over the last little while. I mean, like we've had uh, a black woman win speed skating, long track speed skating gold for the first time. That was that was extremely that was extremely significant. Like it was a black American, it was a black American woman. Like that's fucking amazing. Of course, like we've had we've had some funny, we've had some, I guess, lighthearted situations when it comes to black athletes as well. Of course, uh, if you have if you haven't remembered the snow leopard back in like back in like 2006, becoming the first African first African born skier to do the slalom. And of course, everyone kind of made fun of that, but like obviously it was significant as well for black black athletes in winter sports. The list can go on and on and on, and I'm more than likely rambling in this situation. But um, obviously, we want to significantly say thank you for those contributions and. Uh, you also want to say like thank you for letting us thank you for paving the way for us in that situation. Go ahead. Also on air are um also our black our media, black media personalities who've been in the industry because in Canada especially if you are mm-hmm. black it is so tough to be a storyteller in the sports world as a black yeah. person. So I love to you know give thanks to people like Kayla Gray, Port, Jason Port Wando from back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. Mark Jones, Paul Jones, other Cabby, Cabral Richards, Cabby, Cabby broke the mold. Like Cabby was the first, one of the first guys to show, like back when, back when Kobe had the reputation of being, you know, a bit of a, you know, a hard, you know what, Cabby broke that man down, showed him how much of a human he truly is. So what Cabby did to make athletes break down that barrier of, which was a tough exterior, it was amazing. And yeah, of course, uh, guys, yeah, David Amber, Rosie Edie, like, Meeting Canada is tough enough to get into if you're not if you're not um, a person of color. If you're a person of color, like it is a thousand, we all know it's a thousand times harder to get in this industry, either as a writer, uh, host, podcast. If you're black and talking hockey, oh my gosh, talking hockey as a black person is incredibly hard. So I want to give thanks to those who have gone in front of the camera and done it and done it well. Like you mentioned, like. Um, Kevin Weeks, Anson Carter, uh, Blake Bolden, ESPN. She's doing work down there in a- NHL broadcast. Like they deserve their praise and their flowers as well. They significantly do. Also, like um, if some of you have gotten that score notification earlier, uh, Raptors VP of Basketball Operations to her. What was her name? Teresa uh, Resch. Teresa Resch. Yes. Yeah, she's being um, she's being interviewed for a Blackhawks general, general manager position, which is. Is highly unorthodox. Yeah, yeah, they were okay, but obviously, like the Blackhawks were looking to, I guess, move forward from the situation that they they've been dealing with, and obviously, um, Blackhawks owner, the Blackhawks owner right now. I don't even Rocky Rocky something. Rocky works. Uh, thank you. Like, of course, him being a wastesuit and going off about, like, saying, like, oh, we dealt with the situation, we're done with it, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, with the way things were going for him, I guess it was time for him to move forward in a, in a different direction. And, of course, the Blackhawks organization did want to move in a different direction as well. And, uh, hence, um, them going outside, the thinking outside the box and saying, like, hey, let's get somebody from a different organization. And what better way to, I guess, well... For for lack of a better for lack of a better out of pocket word, distract uh, from the bullshit that we had to deal with. Uh, let's get a black woman in office. It's like, eh? but either way, I mean, 
I'm happy for Teresa getting an interview. Uh, hopefully she gets the job and hopefully she makes, she helps Chicago get that winning attitude once again in a proper manner. Unlike the last 10 years in Chicago, hopefully she could bring the winning ways of like, say what Messiah Jerry brought to the Raptors as she was one of his first hires back in 2013. But let's, let's hope, um, let's hope things go well for her and best of luck to her. <laughs> Avery, your thoughts? You know what? It's the thing where if she does become the GM, you know, I think it was, it was uh, Ashley Docking who said on Twitter that she better get three times the pay with interest to try and clean up that organization. Because, yo, if they do hire Teresa, they're going to use that as a shield to say we're all fixed, we're all better now. But if they do hire her, let her do her job. And those around her better be there to really make substantial change. Because don't be out here. Don't be telling me it's raining and you're pissing on my head. Like, <laughs> get some real change in the organization. Because for a decade, you have been... Chicago, to me, like, it's just disgusting. And this team covered up sexual assault and prioritized winning over the safety of their staff. You want to change things? Then a new regime has to be serious about it from day one. Hold up. Let's, let's back up a second. Why would you say, don't tell me it's raining and then piss on my head? Like, yo, what are you into, Avery? Make your speech, James. Yo, what are you smoking in Alberta now? Uh, hey, no, people people typically say piss on my leg. I don't know, but you said piss on my head, bro. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yo, yo, we're censoring that. Yo, I'm getting that censored, Dave. <laughs> Censor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we're we're gonna start finishing up some stuff too. Um, of course, uh, the Leaf them uh currently right now, uh, they are sitting in third in the Atlantic right now. They have a few games to catch up to uh, basically what is considered one of the most nuclear teams in the NHL, the Florida Panthers. I never thought I'd be saying those words ever again, but. Florida has been on a tear, but also the Leaf have been on a tear as of late. Um, of course, they beat they beat Seattle five to two the other. They beat Seattle five to two on Monday night. Um, of course, some people are free, were freaking out, saying like, "Oh, they had two two bad losses to Vancouver and Calgary, and everyone felt like the sky was falling." But of course, it's just like it was just two hot two regular hockey losses, two regular two regulation hockey losses, and like what maybe ten like. In, in like 10 games the Leafs were were playing like stellar hockey over the last little while like I, I don't feel as if the sky is falling in this situation and everyone kind of just needs to just pump the brakes a little bit and be like okay we're in a good position right now we're in a playoff spot uh let's keep pushing forward because like obviously the all-star break is done it's basically gut check time and positioning is everything yes however sometimes you're going to get those you're going to get those losses, like to a to a Vancouver, to a Calgary, to a um, like to a decent team as well, and like it's going to happen. But like how you come back from that is something that you have to take into consideration as well. Um, of course, Peter Morazic starting starting to pick up his play. Jack Campbell is just basically showing us why he needs an extension or or, or basically a brand new contract. Marner has basically become the grim reaper on the ice with, with like nothing but with nothing but like assists and goals over the last few games. Matthews is coming into his own. I don't know what's going on with our defense core, but hopefully something something good will come of it. But I feel like this team this team is finally doing something for themselves. 
and then it's in a positive direction and hopefully they can overtake Florida and literally just get the get 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 themselves past the first round which we've all been dying for I'm pretty sure like we're we're sick and tired of the first round exits because like one 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 is one too many five is just basically like literally just driving over us afterward and it's it's a lot these first round exits are giving me PTSD. I can't even get excited for a regular season anymore. I can't. I can't. Like I just, I, I like even just today I worked. Somebody was asking me like, "Oh, your Leafs are doing really well." I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear shit until April, bro." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do well every year, and you know, come playoff time, it's you know, it's curtain. So I don't want. I, I, I'm I'm scared to get excited, but I am really excited, but I'm also scared, cautiously optimistic, I should say. Yes, Daria, you said you you look like you were about to say something. Nah, I'm with 100 with my my boy right now. Like I, I cautious optimism is exactly where I'm at. Like, did we talk about it earlier? Where I'm, I'm I still find joy because this team is a team this good and this setup can only last but so long. Like there's definitely a situation where things don't go well again this year and they make major changes the next year. Mm-hmm. But the team is like it has almost everything you want on a team. Like, I don't know how much better this team could possibly get at the same time. Listen, man, I got to protect my heart. I got to protect my mentals. I got to protect my sanity. I can't I can't do this again, man. I can't It can't happen again, man. I, I, protect your mentals, king. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> protect hey, man. your if, mentals, king and queens. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it happens again this year, I might have to wait for that Scarborough team to pull up. Like, I, I might oh. have to just be. <laughs> hey, at least we're not Montreal right now. No, no, but see, no, no, but Montreal. It's like, but Montreal made it to the finals last year, bro. Yo, another. But where are they now, bro? They may not touch forty-five points this year. Like, so bad, bro. They're they're doing historic numbers, man. Like, <laughs> yo, the one thing that like they're actually doing that makes sense. They got rid of Bergevin. They also got rid of their head coach, and mm-hmm. now they're like they're they're actually. Trending in the right direction, of course. With the the Trafoli trade, it, the Trafoli trade is kind of questionable. But like, mm-hmm. of course, hiring Martin Saint Louis as, as as a head coach. Um, I forget what the new GM's name is, but thank um, you. Thank you. Uh, but obviously, it's like you know what? It, it there was a there was a respective cleanup that needed to be made. Obviously, with the new GM and the new coaching new coaching staff. Obviously, Montreal can somewhat get themselves in the right direction. I mean, I would, I, I don't want to say I'm hopeful that they get themselves in the right direction, so that we have to endure another another year where, like, apparently the Leafs apparently blow a three one lead. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that ever again. Why would you even bring that into the world, bro? Why would you even say it out loud, my guy? Like, why? <laughs> we just know something about, about manifestation. No, what's wrong with this guy? Yep. No, yo, yo, Dave, are you dumb? We just talked about protecting our <laughs> mental. Just talked to, yeah. No, 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 no. We're trying to protect listen. our peace, and Dave bringing violence. I don't know. Yeah. This is. I always bring violence. You know that. This is an act of war. Why? Why are you saying these things? I, I was act told of war. this was a safe yeah. space. <laughs> Yo, you told nah. me as a rookie, like we will provide a safe space for you, your feelings as a Leafs fan. You don't and feel you so come... peaceful. Nah, you know what? Nah, you know what? You Terminate said peace con- of mind. You promised peace of mind. Put me on unconditional waiver. He don't feel no peaceful. Stop this, Derrier, right now. No. no. Put me, put here's, me on here's unconditional waivers tonight. 
Here's the thing for me. As a Leafs fan, yes, I'm angry and I'm 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 cautiously optimistic at the same time. However, it was like I was saying this during our first season. You have to do you have to do with the demons of the past. And this is the only way. This is the only way. Like obviously avoiding it is only gonna make it worse. Talking about it is isn't like what? Talking about it for like two seconds and saying like yo, man, I want to chat about it is is not is not gonna help. Like hundred percent will help. A hundred percent will help. Denial will absolutely help in this case. How you mean? Oh my god! All I'm saying is this: hundred percent would be better for me if than you this. go to a therapy situation and you see that shit. The psychiatrist or the therapist will basically laugh you out of the fucking room. Like, yo, you deal with no, the they situation because they understand. They understand hey. the delicate space hey, that my you. mind is currently but in. But there is mm. also a difference between rehashing it Thank you, and Marcia. saying it's inevitable for the there future. There we go. They'll be fatalistic about it. You know it I mean? and moving forward. Talk to him. Talk to him. Tell him. Talk, queen. Talk, <laughs> queen. We're in a better place. Dr- drop you. the knowledge, queen. See, I already, my mentals are already in a better place. Marsha, I appreciate you. Okay. My mentals are now in a better place. Drop the knowledge, queen. We don't do no negative thoughts around here. That's it. We're gonna speak. You know, you know, on those like manifestations, positively only. That's it. Yeah, candles lit everywhere. We got humidifier. For real. We got some essential oils and shit. Like Mercury's not in renegade. (laughs) Talk to him. Thank you. Not in renegade. We're not. We're not in Gatorade. That's it. We're not in Gatorade. Venus is not in. You know. Yeah. All of that. Auto we're not, against, you know. We're not we move. We move. So we're not in Gatorade, bro. What's wrong with you? So <laughs> I will listen, man. If it happens again this year, I'm just gonna be agnostic when it comes to hockey. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm not I'm just gonna be like we'll accept that the sports guys just don't love the Maple Leafs and we'll just, move on. We'll I got move. my one Raptors championship that will take me another 25 years. I'm good for next like 25 years. We move, we move. I'm blessed. Like I'll go to parade if it ever happens, but like we're not. We're gonna speak goodness into the world. We're gonna speak positivity into the world. We're gonna speak. Speak on it, King. The best of what we can be, not the worst of what we were. Mm-hmm. You know, growth. That's thank you. Growth. Okay, speaking, speaking of the worst, let's talk about the Oilers then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Avery, my boy, it is you cold and. Hey. Edmonton. They're in a, play- they're in a, play- they're in a playoff spot right now. In in Jay Woodcross, we trust. <laughs> you know what? I rate it, Avery. I rate it because it was a mess. It was good, then it was a mess. It's starting to trend in the right direction again. So we'll see. We'll see where they end up. Yo, I speaking of yo, I got a I got a, a quote to share that is probably I've never heard a player throw this much shade towards their ex coach. Because Warren Fogle, like here's here's a quote. Warren Fogle is pregame interview on Dave Tippett after uh, after the uh, after they brought up Jay Woodcroft from Bakersfield. With Woody here, there is a huge amount of direction and detail. It makes a huge difference when everybody knows what we are doing. Ah. Bruh. Yo. Yeah. yo, that is yo, you y'all played 46 games. <laughs> no, we need we need the, we need the gunshot sound effects. The grave was stuck. Yo, yo, we need that air horn as well. So, <laughs> yo, yo, that 
when the player says we have a coach now that knows they to make sure we know what we're doing, yo. Also, also, doesn't speak highly of the players you have when you just say, <laughs> when you say after 46 games, like, hey man, we played half a season, we didn't know what we were doing, but now <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really invoke confidence like that. Oh my god. You know what? Um with Tippet, another one bites the dust, you know. Um I, I genuinely hope the Oilers do better, but there's still a, a there's still a line of coaches that like need to go. True. Like, bonus, done, done, out of here. Should have left before Tippett. But I could get I could I could go on and on and on and on and on about that. Like, but there are coach there are coaches in the league who have been around since still since before I was born. Like I was born in '93, and there are still coaches from before I was born still getting a coaching job in this league. And they're still doing the same nonsense they did in 93. <laughs> I'm just pissed that Ted Nolan doesn't have a job right now. I'm also right? pissed. I'm also pissed that like yo, there's like not even one melanated coach in the NHL right now. Like, yo, this is some fuckery. Uh there is one, literally only one. That That's is, an assistant um, coach. I'm in a head coach. No, St. Louis. Really? Craig Baruby. He's indigenous. Oh, I didn't He's not the only know that. one, yes. That's crazy. Well, damn. Yo, okay, why don't we only have one melanated coach in the NHL? <laughs> For real. Big there is talent everywhere. Exactly. I mean, I mean there's going to be this whole, oh, well, it was the most qualified person. We don't no. need people of color in there. It's like... <laughs> Paul Gerard. Paul Gerard had the Flames power play for years and years, one of the best in the league. But I never hear Paul Gerard's name come up as an inter- even an interim head coach. Paul Gerard's name never came up as a head coach when he was behind the Flames bench as assistant. For years, I never heard his name for a head coaching job. Never. Danny Malhotra is, is, is an assistant coach, but still an assistant mm-hmm. coach. I believe he's still with the Leafs. Like, yeah. although, although like, his power play... his power play, the power play into the ground. Yeah, let's be real. <laughs> although his, his power play choices are questionable, he's still a decent assistant coach. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But still, his name, you never hear his name around a head coaching job. No, you never hear exactly. his name get brought up. What was that one black coach that was in Chicago? Like, he hasn't had a job in the NHL since. Oh, Dirk Graham. Dirk Graham yeah. was, had been coached half the year of the Blackhawks, and never again has Dirk Graham been head coach in the NHL. I mean, they were, they were so, like, they're up and down, but he never got a chance. He, he never got a full year. He got a full year. He'll get half a year in Chicago. Like Exactly. <laughs> Well, what, what was that? What was that phrase that they keep throwing around when it comes to black people in the states? Oh, you're three fifths of a man. It's like, yeah, well, you get you're catching three fifths of these hands. Like, <laughs> oh goodness, that is wild. <laughs> that is flagrant. <laughs> a flagrant three, my guy. <laughs> flagrant three. That's wild. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, all I'm saying, okay, all I'm gonna say about Edmonton is like, y'all better make the playoffs. Like, I that that's it. Like. I don't think we even need to talk about anything. Else. Just please there has to be some make. They gotta win around. I don't think it's hey, good enough. Hey man, they got. I, I, I just, I just, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> this goes out to my boy Connor Delroy McDavid. My Delroy, oh my goodness, fam, general, just come home, fam. Just come home. For real. There's no place like home. You know. Hello. You be you be right up the street. Just come home. Beside the Yo. water. See, see, yeah. Yo, Toronto's, Yo, Toronto's, Toronto's beautiful. Get the air horn. Get the air horn. It's like no, 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 no. no. 
Look, Toronto's a beautiful city, beautiful Tell place. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, you, whatever type of food you want, we got it. You know, you mm. want some roti, you want some oxtail. All of it. You know what I'm saying? You want some injara, anything you want. We got you, bro. Come come home. Mm-hmm. Come home, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Talk about the weather. Talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll appreciate you. It's not as cold as Edmonton. Talk mm-hmm. to you. Not as cold, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that's cool. Yo, we sell I, we sell beef. Hey, we sell beef pies and cocoa bread at our subway stop. Just, yo, just come home. They don't have beaches, beaches in Edmonton. They don't have no beaches in Edmonton, bro. Yo, it's not cool. I saw TDC bus get stuck. I saw TDC bus get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about the 35. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. Can people have been pushed the bus? Dude, you know what? McDavid, McDavid ain't taking the bus. He's not in that taxi. No. He's on the driveway. It's fine. He's, get, he's getting a Maybach with a driver, so it's all good. Exactly. He, he come on home. Come but on like, home. That's all I say. Connor. But still, we ain't, we ain't got to focus on that right now. Connor, Delroy, McDavid. Come on home. Dude, straight up. You ain't got to live he, like this, man. You don't, have, you, don't, you don't have to do this. Right? Yo. Whoa. If yo, Connor, come to the East Coast. Too, if, like, yo, if, you always use another brother on the team. If Connor wants, if Connor wants out one day, you know, and he goes to the East Coast, you know where he's going? The New York Rangers, not no Toronto Maple Leafs. The New York Rangers. Yo, that's that's where. If, 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 if you tired of your fan base idolizing <laughs> players from the from from the eighties, all up on the ice, all up on TV, come to the Maple Leafs. <laughs> okay. Okay, you know what? I th- I think we're done. <laughs> a Shug Knight reference. Darren's trying to try, try, try to get a shot. <laughs> yo, Connor McDavid, come home. Darn, uh, bring your boy Darnell too. It'll be a ting. Don't worry. Like, yo, we'll make sure you catch a white. We'll make sure you catch a white at Carabana because, like, yo, make sure we'll make sure you touch Carabana. No, listen, listen, we'll, listen. If he wants to play in mass, don't worry. We can teach him. If he wants to play in mass. We'll call up Saldina. We'll call up Saldina. We'll call up. Any one of those bands, I will get him a costume and, he, and he's in there. Yo, we want to get him on a float. Yo, one caravan a weekend will change your life, man. Change your life. <laughs> Connor Delroy, Connor Delroy McDavid. Just come hey, on. Listen, man. <laughs> you listen, you from you from these ends. You know how we get down. Exactly. Black brand new. Like, are you are you done? Like, anyways. No, but all um, joking aside, though, if Edmonton doesn't fix up soon, he's gonna he's gonna demand a trade out of there. Yo, he he will definitely want out at some point. Um, I mean, obviously, the argument could be said uh, could be could be the same for Matthews, but we're locking him up again, again. Once again, you you don't care about my Dave, Matthews, right? Dave, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave. What is wrong tonight? What do you want tonight, my guy? Yeah, are you an op? Yeah, I he feel said, like Dave's an op. He said that with his chest. Like Toronto Ooh. doesn't have the potential for endorsements like Toronto like, has. What's he no, gonna no, do? No, go no, to no, Arizona? No, no, no. We, we get and Dave, 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 Dave. How you moving like this? Dave? Dave is a op, yo. Dave is a op. Oh, I thought it was. Why you be at That's a that's op behavior, fam. <laughs> yo, man, man got yo. We, we made fun of his Coyotes one time, and he got all stressed. Eh? Yo, listen, okay, listen to me very carefully. I am the prognator of violence in this bitch. Okay? Don't get it. You are an op. I can't believe you would spit such, spew such negativity into the universe. He said, said, I'm Brian from Fast and Furious. Yeah. In the air right this second. Jack Campbell, Vesna Trophy winner. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I want to hear. Matthews, Con Smythe winner. Let's go. Let's go. Sheldon Keith, 
Jack Adams Award. Let's go. All right. All right. Toronto okay. them. Stanley Cup winner, 2021. Let's go. Two. There. You want violence? I got you violence. Also, fuck off. There you go. Fuck off. Fuck the biggest. I love you, Avery, but like, yo, Alberta's a shit show. Anyways, uh, that's that's our episode for this today. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Darren, Avery, Deary, and Marsha coming through in the cut today. This is this, uh, although although the world's a little bleak. Hopefully, we can like our, our dark, sexy humor, no pun intended, uh, can actually give you <laughs> give you a little something to laugh about. Obviously. We know shit's crazy right now, but obviously give us a listen and like you know, we'll we'll try and make your day at least a little bit better before before you have to go thump somebody in the eye. But anyways, um this is your boy Dave. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you for letting us grace the space in between your head pop. You can follow us on, on the socials. You can also follow our platforms. And as always, uh until next time, deuces.